welcome to the Mommy Chronicles. Thank you. Um, I've known you for a couple of years and know that you have three children. You have a five or six year old, a three year old, and a four month old. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. My oldest is five. Oh, she's five. Right. She just started kindergarten. Yep. So how's yep. it going? <laughs> it's good. It's busy. Yeah. Uh, um, so how has the third changed the balance and dynamic in your family? Um, it's made it a hundred times crazier than I ever th- thought it could be. Um, and I-, I think it, you know, I think it's not only because of the third kid, but my oldest one started kindergarten and it's just, a, it's a whole new world and just new activities and she wants to be in everything and I don't want to say no. And so it's, um, it's just, it's just busy right now. Yeah. And you're also and working, correct? I, I do. I work about 30 hours a week. Uh, walk me through <laughs> your day and how you don't lose your mind. <laughs> well, I lose my mind every day, but I, um, so I go into the office three days a week. And so we, I wake up to feed the baby about five thirty. I put her back down. I go in and shower, I get myself ready. I go downstairs and make everybody's lunches and breakfasts. Then my kids wake up, get everybody dressed in bed, um, get my oldest one off on the bus. My nanny and then shows up, thank God, God bless her. And then I bring my oldest one to the bus at 8.15. And then I'm off to work for about six and a half hours, which is just as insane as it is in my house because since I'm only in the office, Half the time, I'm trying to crunch in 40 hours worth of work into 20 hours of work that I'm in the office. And so everyone wants to meet with me. Everyone wants to have calls. And so it's just, I get nothing, absolutely nothing accomplished. At least I feel like it every day. You're an attorney, right? I am. I do public policy work. And so don't you have a lot to write and, you know, submit? Um, no, because I do public policy. I'm at the... St- stage in my career that I don't do a lot of the comment writing and letter writing that other folks do that. And I'm more at the, you know, reviewing it and talking strategy and looking forward, but it's a lot of, um, talking to people. Okay. Okay. And is this something that you want to be doing? No, (laughs) no, I, um, I feel bad because I spent so much money on my education and, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll regret it one day, but, but I don't, I could walk away from it all right now. What stops you? Um, a couple of things. I, I could, I could leave and we'd be okay financially, but things would be tight. And I am one of those people that, you know, didn't have much growing up. And so I want to give my kids everything they want to the extent of not spoiling crap out of them. But I want to get, I want my kids, if they want to, you know, take French class, I want to let them, if they want to play the violin, I want to let them. Um, and then also always in the back of my mind, Mine is such a, I guess, a terrible thought. I'm always worried one day there's going to be something that will happen to my husband and I'll be alone with my three kids and I won't have anything to fall back on. And that scares the crap out of me. Wow. Um, and so I'm always like, well, maybe I shouldn't let go. But um, I don't know, you know, how long what I'm doing is sustainable, to be totally frank. It's just because I, I lose my mind. What do you mean? Just I'm not good at anything right now. You know, I'm getting pulled in so many directions that I'm a terrible wife. Just I'm always angry at my husband. Oh. 
<laughs> but you know, it's, it's stress from everywhere. Um, but, and you know, I feel like I'm a crappy mom because I'm sleep deprived and just my patience is run. And so I feel like I'm just more terse than I need to be and that my patience is way too, too low. Um, and then my, when I am at work, I'm so busy, but my mind, my heart's not into it. I'm not, I don't love what I do anymore. And so I'm, I don't feel that I'm giving 120% like I used to. And so I don't know, I feel I'm at kind of like a crossroads and I need to, something's got to give. So. Do you think you would be happier as a stay at home mom? I do, except I think I need something to get out at least five to six hours a week. Um, just, and I don't know what that is. I don't know what I want to do. I feel, I, I don't have the answer. And that's part of the reason why I keep staying at the job I'm at because I don't have the backup plan quite yet. Um, but I don't know. I, I have to figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you say that you lose your patience very easily. Do you see that it, you, that's gotten worse with the third or worse since you've gone back to work or is, is, is it all just too much right now? Was it better before you had your third? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the everything right now, going back to work, um, having my daughter start elementary school, um, and then having the third baby. I, th I think it's just the culmination of all of those things happening at once. Um, how do you cope? You know, I, I don't know that I have a great coping mechanism, to be honest. Um, at night, <laughs> at night, I sit down and I have a glass of wine and that's probably like my happy part of the day. <laughs> um, or at least nobody's, nobody's at my boob. Nobody's tugging on my, my shirt. Nobody's calling my phone. It's, you know, kind of nice to have that, you know, seclusion for, um, 30 minutes. What's uh, some of the funniest things that your kids have done recently to make you laugh? My daughter, my middle daughter and my baby this morning, we turned on uh, New Kids on the Block and like just <laughs> <laughs> rocked out to New Kids on the Block. And they, the, the middle one was dancing and singing right to the little baby and had her cracking up. And it was, it was, you know, it was a great five minutes um, because everyone was... <laughs> <laughs> and it's new kids on the block. I mean, it was, it was great. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. You know, I get, I, I feel bad because my kids are such happy, sweet kids and then they laugh and it does, it makes, for me, it makes a lot of the stress be worth it, I guess. Yeah. Those five minutes, huh? Yeah. When do you feel like you're proudest of your girls? I get happy when, 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 in, well, happy and proud, happy when they're happy. You know, I think something that most recently that made me just brought tears to my eyes was actually the second day of school for my oldest daughter. Um, you know, first day of kindergarten, everyone's shy, everyone's unsure. The second day she came off the bus holding hands with another little girl and they went running down the street holding hands. And that was like, Meant it, it, I was literally tearing up crying because I was just so I was so happy for her and it makes me yeah I was just so happy for her yeah oh, yeah that's so yeah. sweet um what are some of the worst things that you do with your kids or that are the most frustrating getting them out of the house <laughs> um just you, you know what I mean getting them out of the house yeah 
in making, it's just a painful process um, because I feel, you know, I have to repeat myself 20 times and that's when I become frustrated and then they're frustrated because they aren't getting the reaction from me that they want to have. And so it's the, it's the everyday life things sometimes that I think are just the hardest. Um, but generally like going out and going in public, going to restaurants, those are not the things that stress me out. My kids are generally pretty well behaved in those type of environments. Um, it's really just the everyday things that, uh, that make me more stressed out than anything. Yeah. Do you yell? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. What are some of the worst things that you said? <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually called my five-year-old an effing brat, if you believe that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And, she, and, and awesome. the worst part about it is about clothes. She's five years old and I'm fighting to her about clothes and, and she wasn't happy with the outfit she had for school. And I oh. just, it blew my mind that at five years old, I'm already arguing with my daughter about her outfit. What, what was her reaction to your F-bomb? <laughs> she, she just, she gets all shy and quiet and goes upstairs and changes and comes back down. <laughs> I feel so bad. Did you talk to her about it? No, you know, I didn't. I, my, well, no, you just got to let things lie sometimes. Yeah. I tried, I try not to make a big deal sometimes of the things that I know. If, if I feel, I feel like if I make a big deal, they'll catch on to it and right. really, and really hold right. on to it. And next thing you know, she's going to be saying, fuck you, mom. You know what I mean? So I try to, <laughs> I try to let it go. <laughs> oh, have they ever cursed without being prompted or just uh, repeated yeah. cursing? Yep. My middle daughter, and she used it in the right context, which was amazing. Oh. My middle daughter, daughter last winter, we had just moved into our house and we were having problems with the heat. And it was like when it was super, super, super freezing outside, we woke up and our heat stopped working in the house and we were sitting in our kitchen. She was sitting at our countertop and she slams her fist against the counter and goes, it's fucking cold in here. <laughs> Oh, and, and, and she I, I mean part of me was proud because she used it in the right context oh yeah yeah she got it yeah but the other part of me wanted to crumble into a hole because I could feel my husband staring oh. at me in the back of my head because it was clearly from me not him because he's so much better in that respect um and but I feel him staring just staring at me but I let <laughs> it I let it go because again I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because she is one of those kids that if she gets any sort of reaction or attention or a laugh out of you she won't she just keeps going and so did she ever do it again no she hasn't actually oh that's brilliant that's yeah. really fantastic mm. <laughs> um so you mentioned that your husband probably has different standards for cursing and yelling um oh yeah yeah so how has that affected the way that you parent together or brought any tension no, you know what? He he cuts me. I think that incident, he was very frustrated with me. Um, but he cuts me a lot of slack because he, he tends not to yell. I, he Amazingly enough, his patience is much lower than mine. Mm -hmm. So he they frustrate him a lot quicker than they frustrate me. But when I do yell, and, and a lot of times I know I'm wrong and it was the wrong um, reaction, he he understands. I think he understands that... Um, that sometimes I'm just, I'm stressed and I behave poorly. And I mean, don't we all, I, I, you know, I think we all do. And he, he cuts me slack. And so he doesn't, I think he is appreciative of everything I do that he really actually doesn't get on me about yeah. those types of things. 
and we we parent we have a lot of the same priorities parenting so we don't have a lot of disagreements in that respect thank god oh that's that's really great do you guys have many disagreements at all it all centers around um in-laws and then most recently i think i because i'm so stressed out i'm getting resentful towards him and um so i we we have disagreements i think about you know what my future holds for me in terms of working or not working if i do work what that would be um but most of our tension unfortunately stems from in-law disagreements well you, you said you're starting to resent him do you is it just kind of a global resentment of you being stretched the way you're stretched or is it something specific you know it's it's resentment that i'm stretched the way i'm stretched and then that he doesn't respond in the way i want him to which is i know probably expecting too much but i feel those if i you know pour out all these feelings and then i just can't handle what i'm doing i I want i want a solution i want to talk about a solution and he's not that type of person he will sit there and listen to me and that's it. He doesn't communicate back to me about how we can resolve the issue. And that, oh, that is wildly, wildly infuriating. It drives me up a, a wall. Is he like that at all in other aspects? You know, I don't know. Not, yeah. not, I don't know if he's like that in his job. I know he's very successful, but I sometimes wonder how he manages what he, to do what he does because he doesn't speak to <laughs> to me um, in a way that I, you know, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, that we've accomplished a lot. So I don't know. But he is. I, he's very incredibly smart. So I, I'm not surprised at all that he, yeah. he's as successful as he is. Well, let me ask you this. And the, uh, it's totally inappropriate and forward. But <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you guys are okay or would be okay if you stopped working, if he could take out a giant life insurance policy or you could have some kind of agreement that if you guys, God forbid, didn't work out in the future, you would you would be taken care of for the kids in a certain way. Why do you still want to keep the pressure alive with your job? I think if all of those things that you laid out, I knew for sure, then I would stop working. But I don't know for sure. I'm so scared of the financial aspect that I I just don't want to give it up. Yeah. Um. I it's it's just the financial hit we're gonna take, and I just yeah. You know, I I, I don't know. I just am not ready to to give it up. Is there something your husband can do to make you feel more secure? There is, and that's where I think that the resentment comes from. That I I feel like I could I could put solutions on the table. You could do this in your business and this in your business, and that would make me more comfortable with me not working. But he doesn't do it, and he won't tell me why he doesn't want to do it. He won't. <sighs> you know, we don't have that communication, so it's it's so it builds up into resentment, which I hate because we're actually really good friends. We have, we still have a lot of fun together. We parent very well together, Yeah, but it's, it's, I can't let go and I need to, but I can't. Yeah. Especially for that. If it's the communication piece, I'm sure that's as infuriating as the actual situation, right? It, absolutely. And that's what I tried to talk to him about. And that's it just after, you know, we've been together, I think like 12 years and that still doesn't register with him. And so at this point, I know I'm not going to change him. I'm, I'm not going to make him to be a better communicator. Um, 
so I let things, things that I probably would bring to his attention five years ago, I don't anymore. And I just, instead it bobbles up inside and then I just let loose one day, yeah. which is not, not the right way to handle it. But, you know, this is kind of the worst time for a relationship, isn't it? Do you think that, that of having small children and working and yeah, I was, I was out with girlfriends last week and we're all saying the same thing is we see, we see how when your kids all of a sudden, you know, you're in your fifties and your kids are turn 18 that you end up getting a divorce when they're out of the house because you've been angry at each other or not close <laughs> for years. And so it's gotta be, yeah. you must, you really, it's so cliche. You must look at that person and say, Oh my God, hi, how are you? I haven't talked to you. I don't know you anymore. And I don't, it's kind of scary. How, how has um, intimacy been after kids with you guys, like physical intimacy? Um, not, not really there. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's. If you could put a number on it, like before, before kids and after kids, weekly or monthly? Probably twice a week before kids. Okay. And now we're probably, we're probably uh, that monthly. Oh, well, that's, that's not bad. Um, and does that help you? Does that help you feel closer to him? No, no, oh. no. Is it something you do for yourself? <laughs> no. Or you do for the relationship? I do it um, for him. Yeah, I feel like you have to, right? I just feel like I always have that going through my mind once, <laughs> once it gets started, and it's all fine. But you know, you just don't want to start. Um, how did you how did you learn that? I found that the most surprising thing that you as a grown married woman or not even married but just grown woman you have to put out for a healthy relationship regardless of whether it fulfills you or not personally because i always i grew up thinking like in such a feminist mentality of never ever have sex or have sexual pleasure if it wasn't on my terms and then how did you how did you learn otherwise? I think, I think women, I just think as, I think women are just naturally less selfish or unselfish. And uh, I don't have the fear that my husband is going to leave me for another woman. I don't have that fear. Um, so that's not it. it. It really goes to that of being not, trying not to be so selfish about everything is, you know, you do X, Y, and Z for your kids. You, you may not want to do it, but you know, it's the best thing for them. I feel like that's the one thing when I look at my husband too, it's okay. I have to do it once in a blue moon because I know he needs it. Okay. So I get that after you start the event, <laughs> it becomes, it becomes yeah. totally fine, but it's like monumental getting there. It is. Right. Like actually, so how, how, what do you do? Do you meditate? Do you, what, what? How do I actually get there? Yeah. Like, how do you say, okay, this is it. I never initiate it. I never, ever, ever initiate it. I can't tell you the last time I have. I let him, I know when he's going to initiate it. And a lot of times I shoot him down. And then once in a while I'll, okay. I'll just cave. Yeah. Oh, isn't that such a throwback to like the whatever's, uh, whatever era of having to cave? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I feel bad at the same time that I'm not also saying that I want to have sex with my husband. Yeah, I know. And it's really important to maintain a healthy relationship, not just because you, know? you you're worried that they'll have whatever, yeah. but the oxytocin booster, you know, whatever you need <laughs> <laughs> or whatever your husband needs to feel closer to you as well. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard thing. Like what, how would you 
how would you talk about that frankly with your girls or could you, cause you want so badly for them to, to their sexuality to be based on them, you know, and not ever what a boy wants in their, in their younger years, obviously. Um, and making that switch should be a conversation as well, but I would never want to have that conversation with my daughter. I know that's a hard conversation. It, it, there, oh, there's so many conversations that I'm not looking forward to having with my daughters, but um, yeah, that's one of them. Like what? Oh, just boys in general bullying. I'm scared that that the thought of my kids being bullying. Yeah, girls are bitches. They really are. They're so mean. They are. You know, my daughter on the first day of school didn't know that the kindergartners had to sit at the front of the bus, and so I said, well, "Where'd you sit then?" She goes, "I was in the back seat," and I was like, "With?" She goes, "The fifth graders." And my heart for a minute sunk because I was so scared, which is so sad. Aww. And I said, well, what happened? She said, oh, they were all talking to me and telling me how much I was going to love my teacher. And I was, Aww. so I turned it into a positive. I gave her a high five. I said, yeah, that a girl. I'm proud of you. Um, but the bullying, that, that scares the crap out of me. Just the thought of it. And yeah. at the same time as if my daughters were, you know, going to pick on each other, uh, not each other, but other kids that also... Um, those, yeah. they're just hard conversations, all of it. The one I'm dreading, I think the most is sexuality. And I think it's just because it's such a different playing field than we grew up yeah, in right. with porn being as ubiquitous as it is yep. and, um, girls having to perform in, in this way that we never really had to, yep. we just kind of were exploring, you know, as kids. And now there's just like a reference out there as to what it means for a girl to be sexy. Yep. And then and, and you throw in the social media um, aspect of oh it, God. which we didn't have. Yeah. It, it is so hard. It's so much harder to be a kid right now with all of that. Um, it scares, it scares the shit out of me. How is, um, you said one of the hardest things about your relationship with your husband now is the relationship you have with your in-laws. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel comfortable talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on? Well, I mean, it's not really a relationship. They haven't spoken to me um, almost since my third daughter was born. Um, Whoa. Can you say, can you track it back to what's been happening and why it ended up like this? Yes. Yeah, so we've never, um, they, I should say is they're very different than my family and where I was brought up, which is fine. I, you know, I, I, I accept that that's fine. Um, but they're, they're not warm people. They're more cold academics or just cold, rich people or <laughs> they're, cold, yeah, they're cold, rich people, but they're, they weren't born rich. They, they got their money later in life. Actually, when my husband was actually off to college. So his, his younger brother and sister grew up with money. They're one is six years younger than him. The other one is 12 years. And so they're, they're quite spoiled, very entitled. Um, and when I came into the picture, they had a very, the parents had a very hard time of um, letting us live our lives and uh, without them mingling um, or, or just being supportive. And, you know, so they were the type of people who showed up on our doorstep without calling. Um, and I just, me, I'm someone who needs boundaries. I'm someone who needs privacy. I like my alone time and I just, I'm not comfortable with my in-laws showing up on my doorstep. And so when you, would, when you would communicate that to them or to your husband, would anything change? No, no. I would say to my husband, my husband would never communicate. Wait, no, no. For years, nothing happened. And so it was always, 
we were fine. You know, I'd always fake it when they were around. And <clears throat> then we had kids. Um, and um, when my- wait, can, wait, let's back up for a second. Yeah. You're an attorney. You've got a tolerance level. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. How how did you just tuck that one away of not feeling backed up by your husband? I oh, I mean, I would scream and yell at him. Uh, there was fights, but well, one-sided wow. fights. It was me screaming and yelling and then not talking to him for a day, but he never, he never, <laughs> I always say, you, you just don't have the balls to stand up to your parents. And he never did. Yeah. I mean, my brothers have sat him down to talk to him and say, you, you need to, um, you need yeah. you, you just and it doesn't have to be done in a in a confrontational manner. I have always said that right. to him. I'm not asking you to choose. I'm not asking for you to pick a fight. What I'm asking you to do is say, can you please respect this? X whatever that may be. Um and they just they're just those type of people. I, you know, at the oh. so how would you justify why your husband is unable to have that conversation? It's just it, it, he, He's never, number one, I don't think he was taught how to communicate okay. as a child. Okay. So hence our lack of communication skills. Nobody in his family communicates with one another. Um, his parents have a very odd relationship. There's there's not a lot of love there at all. Um, and so it's, it's a, like I said, a very different environment from where I grew up. Um, and so he, I don't think he knows how to communicate that to his parents. And I think he, quite frankly, is scared of his mother. Oh my goodness. Um, to be totally honest. And she's always had everything in her life her way and the way she wants it. And I seriously, honestly think I was the first person who came into her life and said, hold on, you cannot do that. And this is why. Um, and she wasn't prepared for so that. So you've had a conversation with her about. We did. We had a coming to Jesus right after my second daughter was born. Okay. Um, be- because the, the level of there was no lines being drawn, you know, no. And they, you know, I don't think I'm, I always said to my family, is like, I love their son. I have, I had a successful career before kids. I'm fun. I have a lot of friends. Why would they not love me as an, as a daughter-in-law? I just don't get it. So wait, what was your come to Jesus? What did it entail? Like it was, you know, why I am frustrated with them. um, The things that they do that, that make me frustrated and then she communicated back to me what what she didn't like about me which was um basically well she actually didn't communicate what she didn't like about me she she at one point brought up the fact that my children spend more time with my family and i said well when we have birthday parties when we had a baptism all that stuff i said you guys don't your children don't come. So my entire family gets in the car and comes down here. And she looked me right in the eye and she said, it's because nobody likes you. Oh yeah. That's. But you know, I had, I had talked to her about boundaries, about you need to call first and you need to ask if this is a good weekend and saying, instead of just saying we're coming up this weekend. And, and a lot of it, her and I, I felt it, I know she said that to me, but we both felt kind of good coming out of that conversation because we both said, you know, a lot of this is miscommunication because my husband and my father-in-law don't communicate well and all of the talking was happening between them. So all the planning was happening with them, but nobody was communicating with myself or my mother-in-law. And it, it didn't, I don't know what happened after that, but okay. it really didn't resolve okay. anything. I, I, I don't agree with their parenting approaches, which is fine, but then they, 
they come to my house and disagree with me vocally. I mean, I, and I don't appreciate that. Um, they disagree with you. How? It's, it's stupid stuff. It's, you know, you know, I tell my daughter to put a coat on and my mother-in-law will say, it's not cold. She doesn't need one. Wow, dude. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just when they come, it's not, com- it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. They drive me up a wall. And that's part of the problem is now I become, I'm this, I put a huge wall up when they come and I get angry about the dumbest stuff. I mean, my family could do the same thing and it would, I'd never even, it never phase me. And I realize that I'm aware of all of this, that my behavior is now become poor, yeah. but it's years of, on top of years of never really resolving the issues. And now it's just, it's built up. Well, they're not coming over anymore, right? Is that a good thing? It is, but, but you know, they've now just totally become absent from the kids' lives. And, you know, that's I feel like it's their loss because they're wonderful kids. Um, but they're not going to be able to just pop in and out when they want. It's it's just not how it works. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. Like I said, they, they blame me, and that's fine. But, no, eh, you know. Well... With all the things that we've talked about, the tough work-life balance, the insecurity about finances, wanting to make sure that you're never in a bad situation, um, Mm -hmm. the craziness with in-laws, what are some things that you would tell your former self about what it's like to have kids? It's, It's the hardest thing in the world and probably can make you the most infuriating. It definitely puts a strain on your relationship. I'm hoping it's temporary, but it really is. It's again, it is so cliche. It's the best thing in the world. I mean, when you hear your four month old giggling because of her older (laughs) sister's tickling her or singing to her, it's, there's nothing else you want to do. I mean, really, I, I was always this kid who was so career minded. I didn't ever want to get married. Then I got married and I was like, uh, maybe we'll have one kid. But all I cared about was my career. And then I had a kid and she, I don't know, she just totally mushed up my heart so much. Um, yeah. So it's, it's the hardest, hardest thing in the world. And I have so much, so much more hard things to do. What do you mean? Just so many challenges that are, um, in my future that I don't, you know, I don't know how to handle You know, we were talking about just the hard conversation. Um, I'm not equipped for him right now. Yeah. Well, there's just, there's something that's got to give, right? And if that's got to slide for a while, then so be it. Yeah. What would you, what would you warn your future self about? Or, or what would you tell yourself to be prepared for? Meaning maybe you shouldn't do blah, or maybe you should do this differently if you could. I would try and convince I guess myself to be more forgiving I, I wonder sometimes if all the issues with my in-laws if it isn't it, that it, maybe it is just my fault and if I were more forgiving that it wouldn't be where it is now and then my relationship with my husband would be better I don't know just from my perspective you're one of the coolest calmest sweetest most giving people uh <laughs> so i I don't know if I'd be that that hard on yourself. <laughs> it's pretty amazing how many balls you have up in the air. And then on top of that, you were running the preschool, buying a new house, moving. It just, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. I did it all at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. 
Oh, you're welcome. This was really fun. It was cool connecting with you like this. Oh, thanks. All right. We're done? We're done. Cool. All right. I'm going to hang out. We're out.